Welcome to Thriller Premium. Welcome to Thriller Premium. and gentlemen boys and girls from around the world gather around it's time for another exciting episode of thriller coin talk that's right today is february 29 2020 and we are talking bitcoin in march that's right this has turned into one of the uh, most favorite episodes uh that we've come out with here in our subscription podcast it seems like everybody downloads this episode <laughs> they don't miss this one uh when it says bitcoin in a month <laughs> right after it people are like i gotta listen to this episode i gotta know where we're headed Car's usually right on or he's been right on for the past few months let's see what he's predicting for march and let's see if he's right again i get it it's hard I'm not gonna lie i spent uh i would say about 10 hours putting this podcast together this week, uh, just researching everything, looking up and down. And then I found the last piece of news that I needed today to really bring this to y'all. So what's going on out there? Well, we have the coronavirus full, 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 full on, right? You saw the markets tank this week. It almost looked like it almost looked like the stock market was going into their own happening, <laughs> cutting, slashing prices, right? Uh, at the same time, you have President Trump going on stage telling everything, everybody everything's all right. We got this under control, this coronavirus. Don't worry. Full steam ahead. You got Federal, federal Chairman Jerome Powell going up there says, hey, we'll do whatever we need to do. We have the tools in place, whatever we need to do to keep the economy going. But we all know for a fact that this is a recession <laughs> that is on the brink, right? We saw the yield curve invert last year. We saw the repo markets happen overnight where they're getting $185 billion every night since October of last year. Like this is, this is not a surprise to any of us. It just happened to be that coronavirus was a thing that... Uh, spurred it on even faster it's not it's not a it's not a coincidence that warren buffett has 331 billion dollars sitting in fiat right now that he exited last year this is all the stuff that we reported on this is not a coincidence right i'm not going to say this was orchestrated but this was very much people were ready people were ready for that major dump this week on the global markets this is just how it is, right? You stay in the space long enough, you start seeing everything on the wall. It makes sense. Well, Bitcoin also took a little bit of a dump this week. People were scared. They're like, oh my God, it's a coronavirus. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> it's not even close. 
If you remember last month when we did Bitcoin in February, I told you, hey, we're going to go down in February. And yes, it's going to be a short term correction, but this will help in the long run, especially when it comes to the accumulation process in mid to late March. This is the exact place I said we would be in our previous show. I said this. Go back and listen. (laughs) I'm not going to play it. So are we in trouble? No, not really. And I'll tell you, there's a couple more things before. You know what? Let me tell you. Let me just let me just read it off to you one by one. Let's let's go into the uh, let's go into the trader aspect of everything, because you're probably wondering what car you got to explain why everything fell off. You can't just say we were going to go here and that's where we went. You just you're lucky. (laughs) Three months in a row, you've been lucky. Uh, Okay, if you say so, but I'll give you an explanation. Right. So why the sudden drop? Well, if you look at it, it's very it's very basic. You have traders, especially those on leverage. You have to remember that part. They have to liquidate, but they have to do it fast. And that causes a mass selling, right, which triggers liquidations. At that point, you have algorithms. And we've been talking about this a lot. I told you that you have these high frequency trading bots that are observing. It's almost like everybody's reading the same tea leaves. <laughs> so we know where it's going to fall off. That's why I said it almost feels like since early 2017, this market, these charts are looking very much robotic. And what's going on is you have these these very on-point algorithms, these high-frequency trading bots. They're observing what's going on, and they're accelerating the sell-off. So you're seeing this wave happen, right? And they've even made like BTC heat maps where it shows the wells dumping, and then it shows the, the price fall. And you should start seeing it normalize, right? But you have new buying from long-term holders who are seeing the coronavirus, and they're seeing that as a reason to own Bitcoin long-term instead of selling. You have people like me that are buying Bitcoin right now, right? You have other people, not just me, that are buying Bitcoin because they realize, shit, if this is actually a recession, if coronavirus leads to the recession that we all know was supposed to happen in 2020, then this is the best time to buy Bitcoin because we have the halving coming up. Now, that's why we had the sudden drop. That's why we had the sudden drop. But that shouldn't be a surprise because we knew this drop was coming a month ago. Like everything, everybody's reading the same tea leaves. Everybody's reading the same charts. People in the know know what's going on. And we're seeing the same things they're seeing. It's just that it's just not being reported. That's the difference. Okay. So that's what happened, right? Now, let's talk about some key things you need to know this month because this is Bitcoin in March. If we break 7,800, hear me now. If we break 7,800, all bets are off. That's simple. And, and and what I mean is all bets are off. We're not seeing a pre-pump. <laughs> We're not going to see a pre-pump to the happening. It, it Coronavirus screwed us. <laughs> and then we can start looking at what it looks like with Bitcoin and the next recession. And we, we've actually have a show, right? I tweeted about this morning. We have a show where we talk about Bitcoin and the next recession and what Bitcoin looks like in a recession. We talked about it a few months ago. Go back and listen to those episodes. Like these are things that I've been setting up <laughs> like just little 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 rocks, you know, and pebbles along the way where I'm showing you like these are the big rocks we need to pay attention to. Bitcoin next recession, yield curve inversion, uh, and then these big little pebbles, Bitcoin in December, Bitcoin in February, you know, Bitcoin in March. Like these are the things that I've been telling you guys about. So you know what was going on. This shouldn't be a surprise to anybody. Now it's just reporting what's going on. That's all it is. Just standing back and reporting what we really knew was going to happen. 
Okay, so if we break 7,800, all bets are off. Seriously. I think if the fact that we didn't hold at 9,300 says a lot. Really does. And the fact that we are at $8,600 right now for Bitcoin says a lot. The next level is 78. And then after that, 76. And then after that, it's 72. And then after that, it's 68. And we do not want to get back down to 68. Even though these Fibonacci levels say we can very much get back to 68. Seriously, we can get back to $6,800 Bitcoin. That's a possibility. That's why I said, if we get to 7,800, all bets are off. Because at that point, you're, you're dropping a major resistance level on 7,800. That's a major resistance level. Right now, we're sitting on 86. Even if we drop down to 82 this week, if we drop down below 7,800, like that's a major resistance level. We shouldn't be dropping off that much. But if we do, all bets are off. I'm not expecting a, a pre-pump to the Bitcoin happening. Coronavirus got us. Recession got us. It's just the way it is. That's why I said there's really no... I mean, this is the worst case scenario happening in front of us. It really is, because we were. I really wanted to see this next big, big jump. I want to see 14K, 13K. But what is the percentage for this car? You're giving me all this doom and gloom this month. What's the percentage? Well, I would say that's about a 25% chance of happening. I don't think we're going to break 7,800. But if we do, I think there's a 25% chance of that happening really do. Now, let's keep going with this scenario. Let's say we do break 7,800. What does that mean then, Carr? Like, there's a 25% chance of that happening. That's what you're saying. So where does this lead us? Okay. Well, that leads us to the possibility that the pre-pump already happened. Yeah. That 10,400 that we had a couple weeks ago, that was the first pre-pump before the second pre-pump to the happening. Do I think that's happened? No, I don't. I think that's very unlikely. But if we fall below 7,800 and we get into the $7,600 range and the $7,200 range and then the $6,800 range, then yes, that is very likely what happened. Is the pre-pump already happened in front of us and we just watched it go by? Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> That's a, Then like I said, do I think this that, that happened? No, I don't. But that is a very possible scenario if we fall below 78. 76, 72, and 68. I'm keeping it real with y'all. I'm telling you exactly what I'm seeing here on the charts. I'm keeping it real. Do I think that's a possibility? No, I don't. Do not think that's a possibility. But if we continue down this path, then yeah, 25% chance of happening, break below that threshold, then that means a pre-pump already happened. We just missed it. We didn't recognize it. It was way too early. It would make sense too, because if you think about it, Litecoin pre-pumped way before it halved last year, and people like to think that Litecoin kind of leads the way in forest charts for Bitcoin, but that's neither here nor there. Would make sense, though. Either way, I, do I think that's a possibility? Like I said, 25% chance. Now, what do I think is really going to happen? Where is my 75% chance holdings going? This is what I think is really going to happen. I'm just giving you the bad news right up front. <laughs> okay, so this is what I think is really going to happen. This is what I think... 75% chance of happening. This is what I think is really going on. I think we'll take major 1K jumps this month in March. <laughs> You're probably laughing in your car right now. You're probably like, what car? There's no way. Coronavirus, everything that's going on. Well, hear me out. This is why This is why I have 75% laying on the line here. Because ultimately, I think we'll be in this 11K range by the end of the month. I really do. And you're probably, car, you have to have a catalyst for this. You can't just say we're going to be 11K by the end of the month without a catalyst. I believe you. 
I really do. And I think you're right. There should be a catalyst for this. And there is. Bitcoin is a catalyst. <laughs> you're probably, again, driving right now and saying, Carl, what the hell are you talking about? We all know Bitcoin's a catalyst, but it's Bitcoin's not the catalyst to get us above a coronavirus and a recession scare. But I'll say, no, it's not. But it, it is a catalyst because what's going to happen here pretty soon is you're going to have central banks. They're going to keep increasing the money supply because they want to make sure that we don't go into a recession. And so it's perfectly natural for that value to go back into Bitcoin and rise in fiat terms. That's right. If you don't remember this, okay, I just to say this. If you don't remember anything from this podcast, remember this. Write it down. <laughs> put it on a piece of paper. Put it next to your, uh, you know, put it somewhere on your fridge, wherever you want to put it. But remember this. Bitcoin is a measuring stick for the existing financial system and the central banks that run on it. Seriously, think about it. Bitcoin is a measuring stick for the existing financial system and the central banks that run it. Think about that. Why does Bitcoin always go up? It's because the financial system sucks and people know it sucks. And people know that they're going to keep increasing the money supply. So it's perfectly natural for the value of Bitcoin to rise because of that. So you wanted a catalyst. This is your catalyst. The Federal Reserve will lower interest rates in March. They've already talked about it. You go on Bloomberg right now. They're talking about that. They're saying Federal Chairman Powell will lower interest rates in March. Donald Trump went on a Saturday <laughs> a live television broadcast here in America where he said coronavirus is safe. We're all good. We have masks. Everything's fine. Federal Reserve, we're going to talk to Powell. He's going he's gonna to do, do whatever it takes to make sure the economy keeps going, right? They're scared out of their mind, and they know they don't have a choice but to increase the money supply. So what will that do? It'll create a move back into Bitcoin. It will, because there's not a catalyst unless the Fed increases the money supply. And guess when that's going to happen? Yes. Take a moment and guess. Well, the Federal Reserve's next monetary policy meeting is on March 18th. March 18th. Huh, that's weird, Car. Didn't you say we're going to hit the 11K range by the end of the month? I did. <laughs> I did say that. This is why I think if we drop down here in the $8,600, $8,200 range and we kind of slog it off for a week or two, we'll see these little 1K jumps. And then we're going to be at 10,400 again, staring at 11K at the end of the month. And we're going to see that Bitcoin pump in April. I'm serious. This is what I see. This is what I think will cause the, uh, the next major uh, jump here. And it'll happen at the end of March. This is, this, is what, this is what my research tells me. This is where I'm putting my eggs <laughs> And on this 75% possibility that this is going to happen this way, we'll see how it plays out. And I can't wait to either be wrong or right next month when we talk about it. But if you don't believe me, I'm not the only one talking about this. I'm just the only one listening to everybody talk about this, absorbing it, looking at some key dates, right? Putting it all together, looking at what uh, traders like to do, especially when it comes to like dire times like these. Another thing you got to mention, I didn't mention, was on March 18th, when they do have that next monetary policy meeting, Federal Reserve, 
you're going to have people that are traders go right back into Bitcoin. That's how it's going to spur on the next run. You're going to have this pre-pump get created by the same people that liquidated us a couple, <laughs> a few days ago or whatever it was, Monday or Tuesday. Yeah, it's it's just, it's a never ending cycle. Rinse and repeat. That's all it is. Okay, take a listen to Stacy Herbert. She's one of my favorite people in the space. I met her in Las Vegas, I want to say a couple years ago with her husband, Max Kaiser, and they are really, 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 really genuinely nice and smart people. Uh, they actually came on the podcast um, for our coverage during Hoshokan, uh, and um, they're great. They're gracious people. And ever since then, I've, I've uh, paid even more attention to them and listened to them. And Stacy probably does the best research in the space when it comes to monetary policy and these global financial markets and how they kind of pertain to Bitcoin and the illusion of it all. And her little remark today about what the Federal Reserve is doing is just spot on with the same information that I'm looking at. And I thought you should uh, take a listen because it's astounding. And now we have this all fiat system and it's a command and control. They call it capitalism, but it is a form of command and control whereby the Federal Open Market Committee, this committee of you know, academics who on paper, they try to organize and manage, micromanage the economy. So the, this guy, Oren Cass, he's asking like, how is this so wrong? How are the media and uh, political and financial elite, how are they seeing the, how it is for the rest of the economy, for the rest of the workers? Like how do they, how did the disconnect happen? And obviously there is the issue of inflation because of course, Inflation has been very low, they say. There's always low inflation. Um, so they do all those adjustments and hedonic adjustments. Some people say it's all a conspiracy, but in a way, it's also just them in an ivory tower, not understanding the world around them. For example, Oren Cass says, our inflation-adjusted data says that car prices have not increased since the mid-1990s. Obviously, that's not remotely true. What economists are saying is that cars have gotten better. So the higher sticker price doesn't reflect inflation. It reflects higher quality. Again, fair enough, but we have to recognize that the median family must now pay for health insurance and will not use the cure. Last 20 years, a typical family health care consumption has gone up by 2000 but their premium has gone up by 13000 no wonder they feel worse off, you know, in terms of this, all the hedonic adjustment that goes on between, um, you know, from cars to healthcare to, you know, university costs. You still need a car to get to work in most places in America. It still costs you more money, but because it's better, they're saying that you got more for it. This, this computer packs a whole bunch more uh, power than it did 10 years ago. And so they, they, they deduce that, they deduct that from the inflation. And the same thing with healthcare. But it's actually really eating into the cost. But all the, the elite, the media elites, the corporate elites, all those people who, who are the first in on the Cantillon effect, remember, they get the free money. They don't feel this inflation to the same extent that everybody else does. So again, just like, just like at the bottom, people come up with conspiracy theories about inflation numbers. At the top, they're doing the same thing. They're coming up with conspiracy theories of like, 
why are the ordinary people so upset with everything? It must be some sort of mind control via memes, like because the economy is doing great. We know this because look at the data, look at the look at the inflation numbers. It's all great. Right. In fact, they're experiencing deflation because the Cantillon effect means that the assets that are being bought, let's say property in New York City, as collateral goes up at a greater pace than even the money printing. So if you're borrowing against your asset that was inflated due to money printing to buy food at the store, you'll notice that, in fact, the spend at the store is less relative to the appreciation of your asset. So you're thinking, well, life's great. My, I, everything's cheaper for me. But uh, in terms of these hedonic adjustments, I mean, this represents essentially an obfuscation moat. So there's a moat around the castle where the money printers live, and they protect that moat through obfuscation. They're saying that the computer is actually not this value. It's a different value. I believe the word the Greeks came up with would be solipsism, uh, the misuse of language utterly and completely to confuse and distort. Larry Summers is a brilliant orator and writer. When he appears in the Financial Times, he writes perfect gibberish, but in a way that every academic nods their head dutifully, like, oh, that's genius, Larry. But he's, at the end of the day, he's just protecting his moat with obfuscation. You know, it's interesting because Stacy actually touched on one thing that I wish she would elaborate on was the part where she said that you have laptops actually increasing in power, but staying at the same price. Right. She says something to the likes of that. And with any technology, because of Moore's law, you have the tremendous amount of computing power that has increased over the years, but the the actual device itself, it actually gets cheaper with time. And what you have with automation, right? And then in my job specifically, everything's moving to the cloud, right? Not, we move from regular servers in-house on-prem to virtual servers in-house on-prem to now servers in the cloud, right? We're talking about Azure, AWS, all that stuff. So what I'm trying to say is, over time, this will become cheaper. And when it comes to financial markets, it only makes logical sense that technology like Bitcoin and cryptocurrency and DLT and blockchain and everything in the middle, the only true, 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 true currency of our time is electricity. Seriously, it really is. When you really look at the, the, the nuts and bolts of it all, it's just electricity. And it's a fight over this that uh, most people aren't seeing out there in the world. And this is why a fiat system is just not going to work in the stage that we're in as a human race. I'm long Bitcoin. I don't have to tell you that. Let's get into Coin Talk. Starting now. talk before we get into that i've got a couple things i want to discuss uh first off i want to thank everybody who uh left a review looks like our reviews have gone up in itunes which is awesome um also notice too that um we're getting a lot of five stars <laughs> let's keep that going ladies and gentlemen <laughs> i'm just kidding no actually we have uh we have 24 five star ratings and one four star rating 
whoever you won four star rating are, uh, let me know. I'll send you $10 in Bitcoin to uh, get that fixed to a five star. Thank you very much. <laughs> no, seriously, I really appreciate everybody going on iTunes and leaving reviews. Um, it's pretty cool. I mean, I like hearing what you guys think of the podcast. Um, like this person who says, hi, car started a week ago via Castbox. Your solid advice and guidance is a huge help with thinking things through. Another plus is the welcoming telegram group. Looking forward to connecting. Thank you. That's awesome. Uh, this podcast is a must. If you're new into crypto or even if you're already into the space, it's very informative, entertaining and well put together. Great job. Yeah, see, like this stuff is good. Um, I really appreciate it. Like, it's awesome. Like, I never thought we were going to get there was a time where we had like four reviews <laughs> four four or five star ratings. One of them was mine. One of them was my wife. And then I think my mom and then one of our friends did one. So there's just four and the rest are y'all. I mean, so it's awesome. We're at 25, five star on iTunes. That's awesome. We're getting, it seems like we're getting hit up more often now. Uh, the email side of things, people are trying to come on the show, but I'm very selective these days. Um, we're also getting people trying to get ads because we, they know we're coming up with South by and we're going to be doing a slew of podcasts for South by that we'll be releasing on the, on the main crypto uh, channel uh, via, via iTunes. So st uh, make sure you're subscribed to that too. Um, and then we'll be giving away some stuff here through our, our subscription show. So uh, make sure you sign up. Um, but I was going to say is like a lot of people are contacting us wanting to do like some kind of ad and I'm just, we don't do ads, man. We don't do ads. We never have. I mean, it, even, even if, even if it was, you know, a way to do it. I just wouldn't do it. It just doesn't, it doesn't seem right. <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't seem right at all. It just doesn't. It feels yuck. Like most of these crypto podcasts I listen to, they're all pumping the <laughs> crypto. What is that stupid coin called? I forget what coin it's called, but they're all pumping that thing. And I'm just like, gosh, man, they, they spent like five minutes talking about it. I'm like, dude, it's so crusty. You have this in your show. Why would you do that? It's a perfectly sounding podcast and you ruin it with ads. Keep it simple, you know? I don't know. Maybe I'm old school like that. But yeah, if you haven't left an iTunes review, feel free to leave one, like five star preferably. Uh, and let me know. Send me, a, send me a picture of it in Telegram. And, you know, I'll, I'll send you some Bitcoin. <laughs> Not a lot because we're, we're pre-pumped to the happening, but a little bit. Okay, with that, uh, we got we to gotta roll the disclaimer because at this point, like, what are we doing here? You know, our ratings are going up on iTunes. <laughs> we're getting hit up for ads. Uh, it looks like we're making a lot of money, but we're not. We're still in the negative. <laughs> so the SEC is probably around the corner, right? So we got to make sure we play our disclaimer because if we don't play our disclaimer, you know, they can send somebody out here and uh, send me something. I don't know. All I'm doing is trying to help people. No scam here. All right. With that, let's uh, roll the disclaimer. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Coin Talk, my favorite part of the day. I'm sure it's yours too. It's yours too. You know, you know it's yours too. We're looking at a coin market cap of 246 billion. 
That's right, $246 billion, bazillion dollars. We have a Bitcoin dominance at 63.9%. Yeah, yeah, look at that, 63.9%. That's, uh, that's a lot of Bitcoin domina- domination out there. Uh, we got Bitcoin at a cool, oh, that's right, it's, it's a cool, it's a cool $8,657. Thank you very much. Whoa, <laughs> Javier, what is this, man? What are you doing? Whoa, is this what cool sounds like with Bitcoin? Oh, okay, I got it. Oh, okay, I see where you're going with this. Okay, it's pretty nice. Oh, whoa, where'd she come from? <laughs> What's going on here, Javier? Oh, okay, so yeah, Bitcoin's at a cool $8,600. Apparently, this is the cool $8,600 Bitcoin song. <laughs> it's not quite Daft Punk. Is that what it is, Javier? It's not quite Daft Punk? No, it's not. Okay, cool. That's cool. Uh, <laughs> what's going on with you today? Huh? You can't talk? You don't want to talk? You see, this intern, he's real shy. He doesn't like talking about... You do like talking about Bitcoin? Dude, you can talk your ear off about Bitcoin. One of these days, we'll get you on the podcast. One of these days. Maybe when you become a real employee until we can afford you <laughs> professionally. <laughs> uh, what was I going to say? Um, huh? Oh, you're sad because of the price or Corona? Oh, Corona? Yeah. Um, really? Oh, wow. Okay. Well, what do you mean? Okay. So, <laughs> I'm sorry. I feel like I'm having two conversations. So, Honestly, what's what's going on, Javier? Why are you sad? Like, is it because of the coronavirus and you think it's going to affect the price of Bitcoin? Is that what it primarily comes down to? Oh, wow, you're really sad. <laughs> is this your sad song? Well, I'm here to tell you, you know, I really I really think this is a really... You've really switched up Coin Talk now. What have we come down to at this point? used to be insights, everything in coin talk. Now it's just you are spreading your feelings. What's going on, Javier? We got to fire you. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's lowering down a little bit. Uh, no, I'll, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that because you're probably not the only person concerned with with Bitcoin and Corona and everything that's going on. And it's it's, it's likely it's likely what's going to happen. And we talked about this in the past with the Bitcoin and the next recession and how all that fits. Like we, we've discussed this in the past. But if you want me to go over it again, I will. And primarily the main thing that we'll have to pay attention to, especially if we go into this next recession, is going to be the miners. And we know a bulk of them are in China. And yes, if they're not, they're not, they're not mining uh, Bitcoin, then, yeah, that leads us to prone to attack. Yeah, I mean, one plus one equals two. I mean, yes, there are other miners around the world, but um, we all know this is not a secret. The majority of them are in China. Um, So that's one thing to look at, right? Especially with Corona going on and the recession. Um, Another thing to look at, too, as well, is uh, Tether, USDC. We got exchanges like these top tier um, exchanges like Coinbase, Gemini, Kraken, like What's their ratio on hand cash looking like? <laughs> so if I tried to, if we all tried to withdraw, this is why, you know, Trace goes into proof of keys every year. This is like what, what happens in a scenario where we all pull our fiat at that point? Is it still there? And then at the same time, you kind of have to look at just regular things like trading and volatility and what that looks because like initially people will sell off. 
And then as more people sell off, that just creates a domino effect. And more people sell off. Yeah, these trading bots adjust on the fly. And this will all kind of collapse inward. But um, like I said in the past, Bitcoin's never been battle tested like this. We've never gone through a prolonged bear market where it's, you know, been, you know, just um, just a dread and gloom. Right. So, I mean, this is going to be a real test for Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies is this recession that we go through. And we're already kind of seeing what it looks like. I mean, we dropped, but I don't think that's indicative of Corona. I think that was already kind of planned out. If you look at the the charts and the history of Bitcoin and where we're headed and what the cycles are, like you would know that in the primary um, bull run in this next bull run that we're headed to, we're in the first part of that of that um, you know nine inning stretch. So we're coming up on the fifth inning, and this is what it looks like. And yes, this is where we we're supposed to be. And yes, we'll pump back up again. So. I would just say if you had any fears about Bitcoin and Corona and recession and stuff like that, I wouldn't. I would, would not worry about it. If anything, go back and listen to our old episode of Bitcoin in the next recession and um, take a listen to that because we actually dropped a lot of uh, key insights there. And I even broke down a tweet today on Twitter about that. And I want to see if other people in the community want to talk about it. Hopefully they do. We'll see. And investing it in Bitcoin. <laughs> Gosh, I hate that guy. Okay, we got Ethereum at $223. Um, you know, like I've, I've said in the past, I, I'm holding off on Ethereum. Don't get me wrong, I really want to buy some Ethereum, but right now I'm strictly just buying Bitcoin until the happening. Um, and right now I'm buying even more Bitcoin at this price, 86. Uh, if we go to 78, I'll buy at 78. If we go below that, I'll buy at that because I know we're going to get back up. Uh, I got 23 cents for XRP. We got Bcash. At, um, it's not Bcash, it's Bitcoin Cash. Sorry, Roger. It's a Bitcoin Cash at three hundred and ten, three hundred and ten dollars. We also have a uh, tether. I mean, <laughs> what is <laughs> tether? Freaking scam. No. <laughs> Bitcoin, whatever it's called, uh, that other scam. And uh, we got a Litecoin at fifty-eight dollars and ninety-six cents. We got EOS. At three dollars and fifty-six cents, uh, Binance Coin, nineteen dollars and sixty-nine cents. Gosh, CZ, able to keep that thing pumping even through a recession. What a way to go! Got Tezos. Oh man, Tezos at two dollars and eighty cents, up one percent on the day. We got Chainlink up two percent at four dollars and nineteen cents. Cardano <laughs> still in the weeds at four cents. Monero at sixty-six dollars. Stellar at five cents. Who buy? Who buy a token? Up four percent. Tron. So Tron canceled their conference. Apparently they're banned, uh, or not? They're not banned, but they they're banned from uh, entering the United States, uh, coming from China. So um, yeah, Tron's not coming to China, and it's not very good for the token. It's down to a penny. Um, <laughs> there was a, I forget. Um, I don't know who it was, uh, but there's freaking Justin Sun was actually like. Uh, saying that Tron was a shit coin. Did you guys see that? Buy my shit coin. Is Tron a, is, is a, is Tron a valid coin or a shit coin? Shit coin. Why is it a shit coin? Why is you more legit than you zero? I don't know why. <laughs> but it's a shit coin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's uh, Peter McCormick. Uh, got that interview with him where he says his Tron is a shit coin. And then like a couple of days later, he was on CNBC. <laughs> promoting blockchain this is the same guy that paid four million dollars to sit with warren buffett 
Um, yeah, man, scammers are just like, they're not even shy about it anymore. They, they know what they're doing. Um, and the fact that no one calls them out on it is just uh, amazing to me. Um, but yeah, I, this is why I'm not not holder of Tron. Uh, not since 2017 when when everybody got rich off of it. Um, I mean, this is yeah, there's there's really no underlining tech. They're just buying companies at this point, you know, going through developers through those teams, picking out a few, dumping the rest. And yeah, it's a uh, it's a good strategy uh, short term, but long term. Yeah, Tron's not going to be around. They just don't they don't have the um, they just don't have the, the human capital to create something that's uh, interesting. They have to keep buying companies to stay relevant. Um, but yeah, I'm probably the very, I'm probably the only person in the space that thinks that. <laughs> Believe it or not, there's a lot of people that, that get paid in TRX to say the opposite. That's a, that's a for sure thing. Uh, we got Ethereum Classic at $7.45. Dash at $86. We got Neo. I don't know how Neo still stays relevant. <laughs> I really don't. Um, we're yeah, we won't, we definitely won't cover it. No, because it literally went away for like two years and then all of a sudden now it's like doing things again. <laughs> Coincidentally, yeah, uh, we have Cosmos at three dollars and 54 cents. As you know, uh, Jaquan left the Cosmos ecosystem, um, uh, and Tendermint is no longer developing for Cosmos. That's a big blow to that coin. It sucks too because that 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 project had a lot of uh. And a lot of potential. Um, and he went to go start Virgo. Uh, it's another project. It'd probably have its own coin. Probably be proof of stake as well, too. Um, I don't know. Jaquan is starting to turn into uh, the next Dan Laramore. <laughs> Just creating projects, creating all this liquidity, and then leaving it for the uh, ecosystem to take care of. Who knows what's going to happen to Cosmos, but um, yeah, I sold the last of mine. I'm not going to be holding on to Cosmos. There's no point. It's... Uh, it's not uh, it's not a worthwhile project anymore if you don't have an actual developer team behind it. And then the likes of Jaquan leaving, that just puts it in the in the shithole, in my opinion. Um, it's kind of like IOTA. What's going on with them? I don't know if you all read the news about IOTA recently, but it turns out their, <laughs> their whole blockchain, well, it, no one was running it. <laughs> and it's still up. It's still 21 cents. Yeah, we're just finding out a lot of these projects are just, just not... They're not making it to make it. They're just not going to make it. We have Maker at $563, uh, Zcash at $49. Man, remember when Zcash was $28? <laughs> and I was like, buy it, buy it, buy it. Well, you're welcome. It's $50 now. I think it got it to like $60 or $75. Um, and that's pretty much it. There's a lot going on um, in the space, but it just seems that there's some things that we just never learned from. It's just the way it is, unfortunately. It's nice seeing Decred up at $17. Zero X still at twenty three cents. Um, Augur at eleven dollars. Dang, Augur at eleven dollars. Geez, if we if we weren't before Bitcoin happening, that's some that would probably where I would get in uh, for Augur. And I think that's it. That's all I got. That's all I got for Coin Talk. Not a lot going on. Just a lot in the top of the show where I wanted to explain where we're going to be headed here in March. I still don't think this is a good time to buy altcoins, in my opinion. It's just not. It's 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 kind of it's kind of ridiculous to buy at this time. In my opinion, uh, wait till after the happening. They're going to be a lot less expensive, um, especially if this kind of recession doesn't get <laughs> put to rest here pretty soon. If, if uh, we start going down here in the middle of the week next week or at the beginning of the week, 
uh, and I'm talking about the financial markets, then yeah, that's gonna that's gonna further um, you know um, scare a lot of people away from investing into anything, which sucks. And then we're, we're then we're dropping below 7,800. And then that 20% we talked about, or that 25% we talked about earlier, then then that happens. But let's hope it doesn't happen. <laughs> Come on, Jerome Powell. <laughs> Keep pumping that supply, at least till after the happening. Uh, and then we can, then you can do the whole thing. And then we can kind of see everything go back down. And then we can just buy in at bottom barrel prices. Uh, we'll see. Okay, with that, let's get on to the end of the show.
All right, ladies and gentlemen, our thriller coin talk is Dunsies. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you. Make sure you share this newsletter to everybody you know. It's free. It doesn't cost anything. But feel free to forward it on. This is some crucial information that most people should know about. It doesn't cost anything. Just hit forward. Send it to your best friend. <laughs> send it to somebody that you don't know. <laughs> um, and uh, send it to your own pal. That would be funny. Uh, but seriously, bye, Bitcoin. Save the world. See you next time. This is the end of the show. You have been listening to Thriller Podcast with R. Gonzalez. Remember, Thriller Podcast is not financial advice. Everything Carr said likely won't come true. It is up to you. Now go, do your own research. Listen to other dudes that start their name with crypto and not Carr. And remember, buy Bitcoin and save the world. One Satoshi at a time.